Hey, what's up? My name is Jason. I'm the pastor of Church in the Wild. Thank you for joining us in the wild, where we have sermons, conversations, interests, all the things that make us who we are. Thanks for jumping on here. You matter. First Timothy chapter 4, verses um, 11 through 16. Command and teach these things. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Let no one despise you for your youth. I should have learned that a long time ago. Set the believers in an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. That's why we do what we do. Look at the next two words. We're going to talk about these two words. To exhortation. To teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them. Soak yourself in them. Baptize yourself in them. So that all may see your progress. It's not a bad thing to grow as a believer. Keep a close watch on yourself. Amen. And on the teaching. Persist in this. For by so doing you will save yourself and your hearers. And this is just... Such a powerful passage. And there's these two words in it where the, the Apostle Paul commands Timothy to stay consistent and immersed in exhortation. Let's pray and we'll talk about that. Heavenly Father, you are good, you are gracious, you are kind, you are loving, you are just, you are holy, you are marvelous and wonderful. Thank you for that song. Thank you for your power, your grace, your glory, your majesty, your holiness. Thank you for being who you are. Help us, Lord, to encourage each other, to exhort each other, to put courage into each other. Speaking of putting courage in, Lord, Raji brought me a grande caramel macchiato today, and it encouraged me. It lifted my spirits and was good for my soul. It was good. So thank you. Bless him in triple the amount of ways that you normally would. We already know he's very blessed because he's the man. But please bless him even more so. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I got to pray about something. My football team is awful. So I got to be positive about something. I mean, they are a dumpster fire. Just, it's just bad. Have you ever played paintball? Has anybody ever played paintball? Okay. All right. I decided yesterday that if Bruce ever plays paintball, I'm on his team. Uh, man, uh, he's just a baller and, and everything like that. So we used to play paintball. My brother is older than me. My brother is uh, a mix between Chuck Norris, Johnny Cash, John Wayne, and Jesus. He's like somewhere in there. Um, I think that he could survive in the wilderness by himself and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so we began to play paintball by beginning with Nerf guns. You ever play with Nerf guns? Uh, we got one Nerf gun for Christmas. And uh, that was a very one-sided battle as to who was going to get that Nerf gun. Then the next year we got two. My brother's big plan for the two Nerf guns was he would invite a friend over, that friend and him would get to be the deer hunters, and me and my friend would be the deer. It was a very one-sided situation. And uh, then we got to be able to receive one paintball gun and one mask. 
Now, my family, you have to forgive, like, we just kind of are what we are. We didn't even have, like, the face mask. We just had the scientist goggles. That was it. My brother's plan for that was, you go hide in the woods, and I will come shoot you. That was his entire game. So, man, I got really good at hiding, because I'm like, I am not going to let you light me up with this thing. Then he started to get mad that I got so good at hiding, so he would just have my dad tell me the game was done. I would come in, and he would light me up until he was out of ammo for hiding so well that he didn't get to shoot me. <laughs> like, thank you, brother. Then we got a couple more guns, and I thought this was going to, like, even the score up. But we would play with these two friends, Brian and Peter. Peter was amazing at paintball. Brian had one strategy. He would tell me whenever we started getting shot at, Jay, take two steps out, draw their fire, and I'll hit them. It never worked, not ever, but he was a senior in high school and I was a little kid, so I always believed him. So I would take two steps out and get lit up, and Brian would instantly surrender. I surrender. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Finally, me and my friends got paintball guns. They were not as good as my brother's gun, but the more time we spent together with our own guns, the bolder we became. So we started to win every now and then against my brother. He then resorted to this strategy. He would pick the youngest guys on his team and claim it was because he wanted to even the score. But really, he was just sending the young guys forward to just get lit up. Then he would sneak all the way around the back and come behind us while we were just lighting up these young kids, Ben and Levi, or Levi and Joel Johnson, and then he would tear into us. But we figured it out. One time, we figured it out before he went to college. So one time, me and my two friends, Gerald and Ben, we said, we know what he's about to do, because he picked the teams. He picked Joel and Levi. We know what's coming. He's going to send them down the middle of this ravine, and he's going to climb around the top of the ravine and come around behind us. So we got very bold. We charged the two young kids and pretended that we were gonna like just go full force with them. They turned and started running, they're coming, which was like his clue and he started going around the back and then we ran backwards and waited. Now I would never do this in all of my life to my own brother because I'm terrified of him still. I sent him pictures of me shooting guns yesterday just to prove that I was a man to him. Look at this. I did this. I am a man. Watch me roar. Right? He didn't care. He's like, where'd you get that shirt and steal it from dad? I'm like, that's your answer? That's, that's the answer? I'm shooting a weapon. I'm a man. Right? Like, and uh, so we waited. Sure enough, he came creeping along. And all three of us, because we were just together, got very bold. And all three of us charged him. And all three of us emptied 250 rounds apiece onto my brother. My brother, before he went to college, I got to witness him cry. And it was like the ultimate moment of my life. I was like, yes, you're crying. <laughs> and it did not go well after when we got finished. But man, for one moment, I was bold. What happened in this story? In this story, I was bold because I was together with my friends. In this passage that we read, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, listen, there are some things you have to stay faithful to. There are some things you cannot give up on. There are some things that you must stay faithful in. And in the middle of that, he's talking about being pure. He's talking about doctrine. He's talking about faith. And in the middle, he says, stay faithful to exhortation. It's an interesting word. It's a word paraclete. It means helper, 
or comforter. It means to come alongside and to encourage by coming beside and working with. It's the same found, same word found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews 10, 25 says this, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. When, when uh, in, second, in Timothy, when Paul says to Timothy, you've got to be faithful to exhortation, he uses the word paraclete, which is the same exact word right here in Hebrews, where the author says, don't neglect to meet together, but instead encourage one another. He's saying instead of neglecting to meet together, make sure that you do meet because it encourages, it exhorts each other, it emboldens each other when you come alongside of each other and help each other. See, God knew that hard days would arrive. Tough days would be here. And sometimes the best thing we can do for each other is simply encourage each other. Now, here's the nice thing about this. We talked about giving compassion. We talked about giving love. Today we're talking about giving courage. Here's the really cool thing about giving encouragement and courage. You don't have to know somebody to encourage them. You can encourage anyone. Sometimes it might seem hard to figure out how do I give compassion to someone or how do I give love to someone, but to encourage someone, you don't need to even know them. You just encourage them. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to try this. Look at the person beside you and say, you are awesome. You are awesome. Well, come on now, louder, come on. All right, good. Now look at the person that you did not choose to encourage, the opposite person, and say to them, you can do this. One more time. Let's all say to each other as loud as we can, you have got this. Look at how easy it was to encourage someone. You didn't even need to know them. And you want to know that sometimes in this world with political differences, mass differences, COVID differences, racial differences, society differences, class differences, you know what everybody likes? They like to be encouraged. You know what else is cool about encouragement? You don't offend anyone by encouraging them. You ever wonder what to say to people right now? Like, I don't know what to say, because I'm a Wolverines fan, so I can't talk about that. I'm a crew fan, so me and Bryce get to talk about that. We're good on that. I text this guy like every week, bro. <laughs> I'm so happy, like the state of Michigan, all football is bad. Michigan State, Michigan, the Lions are always bad. So Jesse and I, I make fun of Dallas to Jesse. I just like, bro, Dallas is terrible. Like, they're not, but I like to say it to him. And I text Bryce, and that encourages me because I'm like, we got the crew, baby. We got the crew, right? You can encourage each other. You don't need to know that person in line at the, at the, at the mall or at the store or at the coffee shop. You don't need to know them to encourage them. And you won't offend them by telling them that they're awesome. You might offend them by bringing up masks or not masks. You might offend them by bringing up vaccines. You might offend them by bringing up the election. Guarantee you will. You, <laughs> you will offend them by bringing up race and all of these things going on in the world right now. But you won't offend them by telling them something encouraging. You can't do it. Hey man, you're awesome. Just want you to know, I love your shoes. No one gets offended when you compliment their shoes. Those shoes are nice shoes. <laughs> like, no one gets offended at that. My feet hurt. <laughs> like, no one gets offended at that. 
You can, uh, you can encourage anyone, and you won't offend anyone by encouraging them. So, there's a man in the Bible named Barnabas. Barnabas' real name was Joseph. Barnabas became famous in Bible times because he sold his land to give to the church. When no one believed in Paul, he came alongside of, worked with, and encouraged Paul. He then encouraged John Mark when no one would encourage him. He encouraged so many people that biblically the early church changed his name from Joseph to Barnabas. The guy was so encouraging that they said, we are now going to call you the son of encouragement. That is going to be your name. What if the entire world knew us as, man, you guys are crazy, but boy, you sure encourage me, so thank you. What if everyone who knew you said, I don't know much about them, but I know they're encouraging. They sure lift me up when I meet them. In fact, Barnabas, in Acts chapter 11, verse 21, the Bible says, the hand of the Lord was with them. A great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and look who they sent. They sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. He encouraged or exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Barnabas was so encouraging that the church of Jerusalem said, we're going to change your name and we're going to send you to this church in Antioch because we think they need encouragement. And he encouraged them so much that the church grew. You want to grow your team? You want to grow your group? You want to grow your friend circle? You want to grow your dating relationship? Hello. You want to grow anything like that? Encourage people. Be someone who encourages those around them. There is so much bad news in the world. We can be the people who encourage others. And we come alongside others. And we exhort others. And we help others in difficult times. So how do we do this? How do we become like Barnabas? How do we become someone who encourages? Well, we become with we we become encouraging by being with the holy spirit john chapter 14 verse 25 jesus is speaking he says these things i have spoken to you while i am still with you the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things bring all to your remembrance that i have said to you peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The word helper here is the same uh, root word used in Timothy and in Hebrews chapter 10. The more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the more encouraged we are. And the more encouraged we are, the more encouraging we become. You want to wonder why? You want to know if the voice is telling you, if it's God or not, if it's telling you something, does it encourage you? Does it put courage into you? Or does it make you afraid? Right now, in the world of voices that are putting fear out there, are you spending time with the one whose job, his main job, Jesus said, I'm sending him, and he's going to exhort you. 
He's going to put courage into you. He's going to come alongside of you and give you encouragement and courage. The more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more times you listen to the Holy Spirit, the more times you seek out the Holy Spirit, the more times you worship the Holy Spirit, the more courage and encouraged you become and the more encouraging you become. The more courage you get put into you by God, the more courage you put out of you into others. We have to spend time with the Holy Spirit. We have to spend time seeking Him. God, please show me what you want. Show me the way. Begging the Holy Spirit to fill us and to use us. His name literally means encourager. That's what He does. But secondly, we can encourage, become encouraging by being in the Scriptures. The gospel means the good news of Jesus. It's the good news. Emmanuel means God with us. That's good news. The more we need encouraged, the more we need to spend time in the Scriptures. If you're discouraged, get in the Scriptures. Because listen, it's good news. God is with us. God is for us. And yes, the Bible does prophesy that the world is going to become crazy. Brother will turn against brother, father against son. However, we will end up winning and being with God. And at the end of the day, it's encouraging. Even if you read the weird chapters where you're like, oh man, it's talking about people dying. You, remember, you come to the realization that even in death, we are victorious. And there's courage found in the fact that even in dying, we are victorious. Romans 15 verse 4, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Are you looking for hope? You will not find it on social media. You will not find it on a news channel. You will not find it in an app. You will not find it in a human being. You cannot find hope in another person, even if that's, we've been lied to by society to tell us that hope is found in a human. Hope is found in the scriptures. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Hope is found when we open the sacred book and dive into it. It's no wonder we're so discouraged. Six hours on social media a day for believers and six minutes in the Word of God for believers, and we wonder why we're discouraged? I went to a pastor's meeting a long time ago. I, was like, I think it was like eight years ago. I was the youngest one there by about 40 years. And uh, they let me speak, which I was surprised uh, by that. But they let me speak, and mine was pretty positive. And then they let another guy speak who then told me, you know, his sermon was like, yeah, this guy, is, he's sure hopeful, but everything's bad. <laughs> and we had ate lunch. And our lunch consisted of all these guys sitting around and it'd be dead quiet. And then about every five minutes, some guy would be like, fellas, it's getting bad out there. The world is terrible. And then he'd list off some fact that he probably found on Facebook. And they would go, oh, it's so bad. So finally, I just... I got so annoyed that I just started reading the scriptures out loud, and I started uh, started reading about how God is good, and I just started, and these, these guys' faces like, what is this kid doing? Don't you know the world is bad? Well, yeah, I know the world is bad, but God 
I never got invited back. <laughs> but I spent my time in the scriptures. And when I'm searching for courage, when I'm searching for encouragement, I have to recognize it cannot come through people. It cannot come through artists or celebrities or political movements. It comes through the Holy Spirit and through Scripture. There was a beginning of the first shutdown. I think we're starting to now name them, right? Um, <laughs> there was like this day where I was just like done. I was so discouraged, just so fed up. And it was the weirdest thing how I had to go clean a building and I was sitting outside and I was like, I'm not even allowed in the building that I need to clean. Like, what is happening here? And all of a sudden, I'm not out loud, but the Holy Spirit said to me, don't you remember that song you sang as a kid, This Is My Father's World? You know it's still true. This is still my father's world. And I am not a singer. And God was like, sing it out loud to yourself in the Jeep. So in the parking lot outside of a hair salon that I was supposed to be cleaning, I started singing, this is my father's world. And you know what happened at the end? When I finally submitted to the Holy Spirit and sang the song he wanted me to sing, it was like a brand new day. You cannot find that on a news channel. You cannot find that in anything else apart from the Holy Spirit and the scriptures. And then number three, we, we find and are encouraged and become encouraging by being together. By being together. The word encourage is an interesting word. In the English language, it means to give support, confidence, or hope. But in the Bible, it means <clears throat> to give courage to. To give or increase confidence of success. To inspire with courage, spirit, or strength of mind. To embolden, to animate, to incite, to inspire. It literally means to place courage into someone who needs it. When we talk about being encouraging, we're not talking about just saying things that we don't believe because they sound positive. We're talking about placing courage into each other. And just like me and my two friends, Ben and Gerald, who were terrified of my brother because he was way bigger than us and had more rounds of his paintball gun, when we got together, we suddenly became bold. And the Bible says in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. We need each other. We need each other. We need to be together to find courage. To place courage into each other, we have to have courage by being together. Where two or three are gathered in my name, God said, there am I in the midst of them. And what is more encouraging than the presence of God? I'm going to tell you, we're singing Oh How Marvelous, and like it brings back memories of being just a child singing in the front row of my dad's church. We had the windows open in the summer. I can like see it. There's lilacs up on the hill behind us and the wind blows in through the window and the whole church smells like lilacs and that church just sings that song with all of their heart and nothing encouraged me more as a kid and nothing encouraged me more than singing with all of you today. We need each other. We cannot forget to assemble together. 
Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Isn't it funny how we become so hard to others around us right now? Oh, uh, you'll be fine. We say that to people who are hurting around us all the time. Why? Because we fail to meet together like we should, and we begin hard, and we forget to exhort. And what the Bible is saying is, as long as it's today, say it. If it's good, say it. If it's encouraging and it enters your heart, say it. If it's encouraging and you feel the need to type something, type that. If it's encouraging and you feel the need to share something, share that. If it's encouraging, if it will place courage into someone and you hear it and you think it, say it to them while you have time before they become hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, through the lies of sin. Proverbs 10, 21 says this, the lips of the righteous feed many, the fools die for lack of sense. I wonder, I wonder if if words were food, if our spouse would starve to death. I wonder if words were food, if our kids would starve to death. If words were food, would your parents starve to death if they depended on you? If words were food, would your church starve to death if they depended on you? If it's good and encouraging and it places courage in someone, say it. And do what you have to do to get around. That might mean one-on-one. Listen, we love those who watch online. We are for you watching online. We are very thrilled that you watch online. Sometimes we all need to watch online. But don't forget to assemble. 